Hi everyone, this is Lauren George and Kia and this is Fit and Fierce on the Mic, a podcast dedicated to helping you improve your fitness, refine your teaching and coaching technique, and to help you grow your fitness business. On this podcast, you'll get expert knowledge, advice, and tangible tips from leading fitness experts across the country. Our goal is to help you be fit, fierce, and the best fitness professional you can be. On today's episode, we will be hearing from three fitness experts on how they use social media to grow their classes and fitness businesses. Up first, we sit down with Carrie Merrill of Carrie O Fitness, who is the Group Fitness and Programming Director at a family-owned club in Green Bay, Wisconsin called Western Racket and Fitness Club. Carrie will share with us how she utilizes social media mainly Instagram, for fitness programming and outreach. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining Fit oh, and excited. Fierce on the yes. mic. This is we awesome. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just given our viewers, or our listeners rather, a brief introduction of you. But Carrie, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your position, and what you do in the fitness industry. Yeah, sure, no problem. It started off. Um, a little different than how most people start off their fitness journeys, but I actually went to school and I was working in a jail as a corporal in an intake section for about 13 years. So while I was working in the jail, I needed an outlet. My outlet was fitness, fell in love with group fitness. So I dove into that. It was a sponge, anything I could do to learn anything about group fitness. I did that while working in the jail finally realizing that I think, I think this is what I want to do. Kind of good at it. I'm going to take a leap of faith. And I got connected to a family owned gym here in green Bay and they've been amazing to me. And they hired me on first starting part-time. They wanted to renovate their club and focus more on group fitness. So I jumped on board and I was able to help them create five different spaces for group fitness. So TRX, a dedicated cycling studio, mind body, We kept our group fitness studio and then a really big gym so we could have big classes and events and trainings and everything else. So uh, for nine years, I've been the group fitness director here at Western Racket in Green Bay. I also run programming. So anything new that comes across, I bring in the education, get the staff ready to go, and I launch new programs here at Western Racket as well. So on top of that, I also do a little bit of personal training. I teach a lot of classes and I run a Rock City boxing class for Parkinson's. So I got a lot. Yeah, you do. Which is perfect for me. I get a little bit of office time and a lot of mic time. So it's it's a perfect, perfect job for me. I couldn't be happier. Very good, Carrie. Thanks for sharing that. So the base of this episode is for us to learn a little bit more from you about how you utilize social media, mainly Instagram, to support your business and your role. So can you tell us about your primary customer or consumer base? Yeah, our primary customer consumer base. I mean, we have all ages here. It is an adult only club, but we have everything from elite tennis members. We have group fitness junkies. We have the people that just do their own thing in the weight room. Um, Ages. I mean, we're talking 20s all the way up to we have a really great active older adult community as well. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a full Parkinson's community coming in and utilizing the gym and classes too. So we really, really have a wide, wide base of, of ages and, and fitness um, levels. Very good. So do you feel a particular point or spot of 
um, communicating with them through social media or maybe even email is the best way of connecting with those individuals? You know, it's interesting because we have this wide base, right? We also deal with, we have a spa that we have members and non-members use. We have a fuel bar, non-members. So we really have to target all areas, Mm -hmm. which can be a little exhausting, right? So we have our constant contact. We email, we do a newsletter. We hit people on social media, both Instagram, Facebook, not so much Twitter, but we use those two social media means. Um, And then obviously word of mouth and mm-hmm. websites. I mean, it's just so much right now to try to get and hit all the target audience that we have. So we have so much in our club too. And so, age demographic. I mean, you're looking at that too. I don't have a lot of our active older adults strolling, you know, Facebook and Instagram as much as they right. check an email or they, they just look for asking the front desk. So it's just keeping everybody educated and trying to keep up with all those means of communication. Right. And those are multiple means of communication. Tell me, do you manage all of those means on your own or do you have a team to support you? We have a team. So we have a marketing director. She's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And she takes care of the website. She takes care of the constant contact, puts together the newsletter. So we grew really fast. We started with just mainly focusing on tennis and racquetball Then about nine years ago, we renovated, hit the five studios when I got hired. And then since then, we've added a spa. We redid our fuel bar. We've just renovated and got all new equipment. So we had all this stuff happening within the last couple of years. So our marketing director started drowning a little bit like, ah, I'm trying to do all these departments now and hit all these different means of communication. So that's when I stepped up and I, I love Instagram and I love connecting with people that are in my classes and my instructors through social media. So I'm like, let me help. So I kind of jumped on board. Well, helping just a little bit kind of leads to, I mean, my passion is real, right? So I'm trying to get Instagram stories, get Instagram posts. And there's so much cool stuff happening just in my little world of group fitness Mm -hmm. that it, it didn't become just like, let me just help a little bit. (laughs) It kind of became this all consuming thing, which, but it's been great. Right on. That's like, I want people to see that stuff. I want people to see the energy. Most importantly, I want people to look at these classes and say, I could do that. Like I belong there, all levels, all sizes, all ages, like let's do this. So I'm glad to help, but yes, it's a lot. It is a lot, but given that you are on the front line, you're teaching classes, you're meeting new clients, you're running the program. So it's probably great or best, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you are a part of the social media team. So tell me, does using social media make you feel more accessible to your customer base and followers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is the good and the bad, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. Like Mm -hmm. even as a fitness professional, as we all know, it's hard for us to, to turn things off, not only managing a team of 50 instructors, but, mm-hmm. you know, 80 classes a week. So all these people coming to classes, I am accessible on all levels of social media yeah. and email and in person. So mm-hmm. it is a lot to be turned on all the time like that. So it's hard to disconnect and turn off because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want somebody who I always look at that person who's like, okay, today's my day. I'm going to try this class. I'm just going to reach out to Carrie and make sure I don't want to miss that. Right. So I, I don't turn off a lot, which I know day after day after day gets, gets tough. So um, I did surround myself with a lot of instructors that also have like, Hey, let me help out. So I am able Good. to say, you know what, can you take over the social media, at least the Instagram stories for the day? I need to disconnect and, 
and I'm not going to be any good if I don't unplug myself for a little bit. Right. So, so yeah, I've, I've had a couple of people jump on board and help as well, but I do feel like, yes, I am able to help that person that says, you know what, I'm doing this, I'm jumping in this class, but I just need a little bit of reassurance. Carrie, is this right for me? Heck yeah. Right. You know, so, so it is, it's, it's a good way for people to connect with a real person, even though it's over a keyboard Mm -hmm. to get them comfortable and get them coming to classes. Very good. So you were hitting on this and I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about how you manage your time, your personal time and your professional time with social media, because social media feels like an immediate type of communication or response with email. You can set an automatic response of, Hey, I'm out of the office or Mm -hmm. it's after 5 PM in my time zone. But with social media, because you're reaching so many people in different areas. And I understand within your business is specific to the area or the membership that you have. But I also know that your social media is has been broadcasted. So you're yep. also me, uh, reaching people out of the state, maybe even out of the country. So they're yes. in different time zones. So of course, they're thinking, I'm here now. Everyone's right. on social media now. I how, know. Do I get, how do I get a response now from Carrie? How do you manage that? Yeah. Oh, honey, I don't know if I'm doing very well, but I am trying. I always tell people I'm, I, I have this, I have this really lucky area in my life that, you know, my, my stepdaughters are growing out of the house. I, my husband works night shift. So I'm like, do I just have more time in my day than most people? But I live this world. Yes. Like this is, this is not just my nine to five job. Um, this is, this is, I live and breathe and love this. So Anytime I'm able to connect or help other people, I'm, I'm game. But right. like I said before, there is like, you can only do that day after day after day before you're like, whoo, okay, I'm not serving anybody right now. Burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Burnout. So um, because I have so much passion and I love it, I feel my burnouts are quick mm-hmm. and they're easily, as soon as I put the microphone on, I'm like over it, all good. Mojo's Absolutely. Back. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people that have, the kids at home that have maybe another part-time job that have the husbands at home at night that you're able to have supper with the family. I mean, that is, that is a way you have to turn it off. I think the hardest thing with me is because there's so many means to contact us Mm -hmm. that I get lost because I'll get a Facebook message. Okay. I'll answer that when I get to work. And then there's a text and then there's Instagram stuff. So I'm really right now trying to find a way to go, okay, first and foremost, here's email. Start from the bottom up, boom, done. Okay. Now I'm going to go back because I find myself going, Ooh, okay. I'll answer that when I get to work. And then the Facebook message drowns, right? Mm-hmm. It drowns. And all of a sudden two days later, you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> so right now I, I, man, I'll take any advice out there too, like how to manage all that. So I, the worst thing for me is to leave someone hanging or right. not answer. So I think I've, I've have a rep, a good reputation of getting back to people. And I just hope to say, if you don't hear from me, please reach out again. Don't, right. I don't want to put this on you, but just know that my integrity is to respond, get back and, and help you. So so that I'm struggling too a little bit too. Like how do I manage all these different means coming at me at once? Mm-hmm. Especially when I get to work and it's not like I can sit down and like boom, 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 answer everything. So right. yes. <laughs> but Carrie, you're doing a great job. Of oh, thank From you. the outside looking in, you are totally managing this well, which is why we're coming to you for it. Oh, thank you so support. much. And what I do appreciate about you is how authentic and real you are. It's almost oh, yeah. like, you know, 
from behind the screen, I know you and I know that yes. integrity and I know that professionalism and well, I and I and I expect nothing less. But let's talk about that. So with email, okay. for the most part, I know it gets dicey sometimes, but with mm-hmm. email, for the most part, people are professional. You know, they greet you. Yes. They have their salutations. But when it comes to social media, you know, you get the quick kind of responses, Correct. typos, <laughs> spelling errors, things yeah. like that. Um, or people who are just angry and just shoot off on the keys, you know, that happens, yes. yep. you know. Oh, yeah. Tell us, Carrie, because, you know, we're all human, even though we've been managing programs and everything and developing our instructors and personal trainers, we're experienced, but we're also human. How do you manage? How do you check um, the professionalism and keep quality customer service when you're starting Mm -hmm. to get those like Twitter fingers? Yes, it is hard. I think, honestly, with you know, and here's the thing, like I worked at the jail, that communication mm, with, mm. with people, inmates and coworkers was so different. Yeah. So I, when I started here, I had this general manager that just took me under her wing when it, she was so good at that. And I remember my very first angry email and man, did I take that to heart because this is fitness. And in my world, I was like, everyone should be happy. I love Absolutely. fitness. How can you be mad? Endorphins, like, endorphins make you happy. Right, right. And I worked at a jail. That's that's stress. Like I, re- I, I, I came here this naive girl thinking like I'll never have fitness stress because I know what stress is and that's working in a jail. But here, oh, but then I would get people like, like you're mad. <laughs> it's fitness. How are you mad? So I had yeah, I had my first one and I was just like tears. Like this person's oh, no. mad at me. Yeah. And I brought it to and I started typing. I was just like, there was smoke coming out of my keyboards and. I did not hit send. I brought it to my GM. She's like, do not respond. I was like, what? But I have things to say. She's like, don't, don't respond. And if you do make it very short and pleasant and that's it, walk mm-hmm. away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try that. And I'm telling you, I've carried that with me. Um, it is hard. It really yeah. is. But yeah. I always, I always, and this is, I tell my stepdaughters too, like none of that ever goes away. So you know, you go on your emotions and you start typing and you get angry at somebody It that sticks with that person. It does not go away. People mm-hmm. are not very forgiving nowadays, unfortunately. So that is your reputation. It'll yeah. stick. Yeah. So I really do take a deep breath, walk away. I'm one. I want to resolve it. I want, I don't want crappy relationships in my life. So I won't say if somebody takes me wrong, takes what I said wrong. I tell my instructors too, if there is ever any party that thinks that I was dirty or, or hurting feelings purposely, it is not me. Right. 100%. That is not how I live my life. So please, please come to me. Do not sit on that and do not let your mind just start like twirling around with why would Carrie do this? I didn't. I promise you that I I did not, Mm -hmm. not in this world. It's a small fitness world. I'm not about to burn bridges or make anybody upset. So honest, real conversations. That's what I'm about. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't do anything. I told myself with social media, I don't do anything passive aggressively. I don't put, you know, yes, I'm having a hard day. Does the world need to know I'm real? Of course, but I'm not one to, to spread that out. There's so much. I, I really try to reel it in and not say like, everything's perfect and things are great, but I'm really careful with everything I, I put out there knowing it never disappears. And if that's somebody's first impression of you, that that's it. That's all you get. So I do, I walk away a lot, take a deep breath, you know, take it inside to direct messages and just clear the air. Cause I don't, 
I do not sit well with, with muddy waters with anybody. No, absolutely not. And sort of a luxury that we have with social media, although I'm very much like you and I keep it real and I expect people who engage with me to also keep it real and honest. I, mm-hmm. I like when people express themselves, they put it out there. So I leave it out there. But what's sort of a luxury with social media is if there's a message being delivered that does not align with your business vision and mission, you can delete it. Right. Yes. <laughs> and take it off. Yep. Take it down. Yes. Yes. So yes. if you want to bring agree. that hate to my page, honey, watch this delete. No. Bam. Yes. Live exactly. with it. Right. Oh not not having that uh-uh. yeah and you know we've had we've had situations here where um not everybody is is going to leave a business happy not everybody so you know I haven't had a lot my team we are strong but there has been of course after nine years of doing this there wouldn't be anything without something happening and you know you watch on the other end that person put something out on social media about your team about your club yeah. about you whatever you take and it you, personal you just, yeah if you really start paying attention and looking to see who's commenting commenting along with this person mm-hmm. who's even people that really know that's how i felt i have a good reputation people that know me know that i'm not about that right, that life right. so so it's easier just to go no comment there's just no comment because the people that truly know me and how I've lived my life and my professional job here just know. Yeah. No, there's two sides of every story. And right. It's hard though. It is so hard because I'm a strong female. I worked in a jail. Like I got things to say. Right. I want people to know my side, but people know your side. Right. Just the way you live your life. So I'm not worried about it. But it it took it took many years. It took a lot for me to like right really be okay and let it go because it is hard for sure yeah. but you have a strong tribe around you people who know you support you and what tell me how you sometimes have to manage because I know I have to do this too when those supporters of you see someone write something that's not true yeah. that's unfair <laughs> about your program or even about you listen they have your back tell me about is there a time that you can share with us that that has happened and how did you deal with it well, you know, yes, they have my back, but they, they know, and I feel like I have mentored a lot of these people in my life and mm-hmm. my tribe mm-hmm. that none of us are responding. Thank you Good. for having my back. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest thing with, when it comes to my team, my tribe, Western, my friends is I want everyone to have each other's back right. behind your back mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing with people yeah I like I think that. it's hard because people can get just caught up in this gossipy I, I don't want any of that mm-hmm. I want everybody to know that I am an open book right and come to me with whatever you have but also know like I'm having your back yeah and I want you to have my back but I don't want this spewed all over social media right. I don't want because people, oh, did you see what's going on between so-and-so and so-and-so? And then they keep checking the page and we're just feeling this. I don't, I don't like what's happening to this world right now. I don't mm-hmm. want this. Oh, let's all sit behind a keyboard and, and be angry with each other. Yes. And be like, like nope, just, we're all going to take the high road, yeah. <laughs> take the high road, which is so hard. But I was telling uh, somebody the other day, I have this, this for myself when things happen and I'm like, I'm this angry Pinterest girl that's going to find these scenes and these quotes <laughs> about how I feel. I'm just going to put them on my camera roll under a folder, right? Right. Like, labeled this sucks or whatever, just to like, okay, 
is this is justified. This is how I feel, but I'm just going to like secretly put it on my camera roll and be good. And again, I don't want people to think like, I'm not strong and I don't have my back and I don't stick up for myself because it is not about that. It's not, it not really on social is. media. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that, that weird thing of, you know, how, how do I still come across like this strong woman that is going to have my own back and stick up for myself if I don't put it out there for people to read. But like I said, the way I live my life, the people that know me and the people I really care about are going to realize that. Right. And the strength comes across in different ways. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I love that. So tell us a little bit more. So maybe list your top tips, reasons for, or attributes for utilizing social media to support your, your line of work. Okay. Top tips. Yeah. Um, I'm used, I'm utilizing social media first and foremost my goal is that everybody fits in. Yeah. I, everybody can jump into any one of our classes on the schedule and feel welcomed and feel like they can do it and feel successful. So when I show videos of the classes going on here, mm-hmm. I want people to look at the classes and look at the people taking modifications and not just the people that I'm starting my journey and I feel unfit. I'm doing modifications. No, it's people like me who my body's, not feeling it today mm-hmm. and I'm taking a modification and I'm still smiling and I'm okay with it. You know, I want people to realize that it is okay not to be perfect and succeed at your very first Zumba class. Who does that? Right. Right. A very small population. So we never, you know, I, I had Jonathan Ross come and he presented with us and he said this thing that just stuck with me and said, you know, why don't we, we give ourselves a break with everything in life, but fitness. Yeah. So if you try skiing and you fall, you're not like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. But we can, when we try something fitnessy and we don't get every move and we're done. Like we don't give ourselves a break ever with fitness. It's crazy. I'm like, he's so right. So yes. So that is what I really want to showcase. Like everybody fits, everybody comes in fun. Um, I love that. My other thing I love is I really take pride in the education that I bring to my staff and our club. So I will not start a program without bringing proper education in, whether it's Schwinn, whether it's bar, whether it's TRX, all my instructors are educated and we all believe in that element. Mm -hmm. To me, that's important. And that's how I, I try to get that across in social media, whether it's simple things like taking the company or taking a picture with the person who came in and certified us, but always making sure that they know that my instructors are legit. You're going to be well taken care of. Um, I think that showcases on when you see videos of classes and everybody has solid form and the mm-hmm. instructors walking around and coaching. So I want that to come across when it comes to putting videos out for social media and group fitness. Absolutely. Um, um, so yeah. And again, my top tips are, are making sure that your videos are clean and everyone's got the good form and, and you're not just like, look at this class of 80 people and they're all, they all look a mess, but look at 80 people. I don't care about your 80 people. I want to see all your 80 people move because mm-hmm. that to me makes you a good coach. Right on. So, so I'm, I pay attention to that when it comes to posting on social media, um, getting the information out there. It's tough because we work so hard at getting the information out. And then you have the people like, I didn't know that class was going on. I'm like, ah, I don't know what else to do, but people are so busy. So like, how do you get it across? Have people read? Cause I have so much to say, but I'm like, I know people don't like to read. So is it more videos? Am I going to do more videos? Cause people will push play and listen to you versus like reading 10 paragraphs about right. this great class you're going to create. 
So, so those are some tips that I have that they don't, people don't want to read. People are busy. They're flying through their phone, but, oh, here's a video and it's visually appealing. And yeah, tell me about that class you're adding stuff like that. So those are some, some things that I'm still working on as well, but things that I like to showcase on our social media channels, especially Instagram. Yeah. And for me, and I agree completely with you, for me, it's very important that we put the fun back in fitness and we can utilize, right? We can utilize Instagram to do that. And as you were just sharing with us, it's not about being perfect is what you're showing on your Instagram. It's not about being perfect, but Carrie, we're up against, you know, filters and editing of photos and everything where it feels like everyone on Instagram is perfection, but I love, I love what you were saying. You're showing that we're not perfect and that's okay because that's the real world. Tell me a little bit more about how you put the fun back in fitness and utilize social media to display that. Oh, you're speaking my language now. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and I, it's this fine line between being too, too goofy in class Mm. and not having any fun at all. So I do a presentation and it talks a lot about creative programming. So, you know, I'll do this presentation and I'll talk about different ideas to throw dice and this and that. And I'll get a lot of, a few instructors like, my class would never do that. (laughs) Okay. How do you know? But here's the deal. I do have classes that I don't add dice. I don't add cards. There isn't an element of that kind of fun because they're just not for it. It's their lunch break. I want to get a good workout. Don't make me think. Let's just do and kick my butt. Yeah. Perfect. But I guarantee I'll find the fun factor in a different way. What is it? Is it, do I have great jokes? I don't know. Sometimes they laugh. But the great music, maybe um, some fun facts just thrown about there. Just just making them smile any sort of way you can. So it's not always about, I'm going to flip these rubber chickens around and then we're going to play musical (laughs) fairs. And then we're going to, there's a time and a place and you'll read your class. A lot of it is building that trust. So if I teach a strength class and I've been teaching it, they trust me. So if they walk in and see a bunch of rubber chickens sitting in a bucket, they smile. Like, oh, great. What is she going to make us do? (laughs) But would I do that on my first day? No. Would I do that with my noon class that just want to come in and they just want to kick butt workout? Absolutely not. So it's just knowing your audience, building that trust, and then slowly integrating just something different just something different right. for the day? Is it one dice that's going to determine your station? Is it just something that makes, you know, and I always say this creative programming and this adding fun to fitness, it really puts everyone on this even playing field. So if I do something that is competitive, I don't, I, I don't do a lot of that. People don't, don't like that, but here's my competitiveness. If you have to roll dice, the best person in the, your class that's been coming to you for years and years that you know is so strong and she'll power through everything may not win because it all matters how she rolls that dice, right? Right. So it kind of puts everyone back on this even playing field and then you can have some fun with it too. Like it's unpredictable. The dice is unpredictable. What card you're going to pick is unpredictable. It just gets people connected and talking and laughing and and that's that's really what I want. The best thing I love about this job is seeing the connections that are built inside my class. And then all of a sudden they're running a race together. They're at the cafe having a smoothie. They're buddies on Facebook. Like that to me keeps people connected and come to your class forever. It really is. It's a beautiful thing. 
So, Carrie, we know that word of mouth is very effective marketing and advertisement. We know. And we know that after people have experienced this fun, goofy class or session with you, they're going to go talk to their friends about it. But what's so wonderful is what you do on social media where you can recap the joke of the day on social media. And then your members can just share it from your page. And then it lives into infinity. So they don't have to recall the story. It's like instantaneous right now I'm Agreed. sharing it with my friends this is Agreed. what went down you know what I'm saying so that's oh, yeah. that's so important and that that's the way that social media has kind of heightened our business and what we're doing in the classrooms that not everyone gets to experience because they're not there in the flesh but they can kind of right. catch up with you from social media so Carrie Agreed. tell us some of the most memorable successes that your business has experienced from you using social media and if there are any notable business growths that you can tell us about that directly link back to your social media presence share that with us yeah well I think one of the main so when I first joined Instagram there was and a lot of the viewers will probably know this but there was this small competition that Shauna Harrison started called sweat a day okay hashtag sweat a day and what she did was she just started posting a different exercise each day called it sweat a day and encouraged people to join it grew I don't think she even realized like, holy crap, it grew. (laughs) And that's actually where I began to make most of my fitness connections on Instagram. I was newer. You followed everybody. It was like the sweat a day family. And then she started having sweat a day kids coming in and sweat. And and then she got these amazing prizes from Under Armour. So it just grew and grew and grew and grew. So I had some of my instructors join in. And then all of a sudden I had my class doing the sweat a day of the day hashtag you have 40 people doing this sweat a day workouts then other classes are doing it around the world and start sharing each other's and it just it was such a cool thing so I can't remember how many people we had but we had members at Western we had classes we had my instructors with their classes so Shauna actually took notice and and one day wrote I should come and visit Western someday and I know a couple people the next day were like did you see what she posted do you think she'd do that and I'm like Oh, there's, there's no way. Well, she did. She spent a whole weekend in Green Bay at Western Racket, gave our members these awesome classes, gave them a full out sweaty day class and spent the whole weekend here right? just on that growth of social media and just getting Western's name out there. And we're little Green Bay. It's a little family owned facility. It's not like we are this big chain that people have heard of. So to me, that was like the first big thing that I went, all right social media like works people are paying attention someone like shauna who's got a gazillion followers that started this sweat a day that she's involved in all these aspects of the world and of fitness has taken notice of a club in green bay Mm -hmm. like are we known more than just for the packers yes (laughs) So, so that to me was like huh okay people pay attention you know and then i would go to a trx summit and i'd be in the elevator and and people would say are you, are you Cario Fitness at Western Racket? I'm like, this name is in people's mouths around the world. Like for your club, how crazy right. is that? That's insane. Especially again, right. Again, I'm like, we must be doing something right. Like how are people, or I would get comments like, I wish we had a Western Racket here. And I'd be like, it's not Western Racket. It's what's inside. You can get this at your club. 100%. Yes. Yes. Just got to get enough people on board. So, um, so those are two things where I was like, Wow, Western's name is on the map that and I think the owners here, you know, that 
don't know social media as much or didn't just were like, huh? Like, it's crazy. Like people know the name Western racket. I love that. So then, so then when it came to bringing education in, I was really able to get the best of the best. Right on. When I would go to fitness conferences and I would look up to, to Doris, you know, and, and then she finds out that we're getting Schwins and she literally rearranges our schedule and makes sure she's the one. Shout like, out to Doris Foos. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is, that, that really is a lot of like what we do on social media. Mm-hmm. People are paying attention, the connections I'm making social media. And then I see her at the conference and well, hi, I'm that girl. <laughs> So, so, you know, it just, it's, it's connecting to the bigger names to get in your club. And to me, that makes us legit. It's not just me throwing any bikes and we're just going to do whatever we want on the bikes with no education. I really, really cherish bringing in fitness professionals that are going to be, I want the best. So, so train my instructors to be the best on your equipment. So I feel social media has helped with that. And you know, that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. And you were just I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were just no, headed down this. It's a beautiful thing. You and I just talked about how fitness should be about building connections, building community mm-hmm. and everything. And now that we've taken fitness to social media and we're, re- we're reaching people who we may not have met in person, but we've Correct. met through social media. So you feel like you've been best friends your entire life. And then you go to mm-hmm. a conference and it's like, hey, I'm that girl from social media who's been following you. <laughs> yes. Or, or, the high bond. Right. or people come up to you and they're like, you're Cario. And you're like, yeah, I am. And you're such right? and such. It's so wonderful. It's just yeah. making our community bigger, our tribe stronger. And I just love yes. social media for that. But Agreed. Carrie, on the flip side of things, and we don't have to stay here long because the energy is great, but have there been any hard lessons that you've learned from using social media that you want to share with us just to save us from making the same errors or, or yeah. you know, experiencing these poor mistakes? Yes. So I've been... I've been fortunate. I've been pretty clean. I actually, I, I thought, you know, I think this question might, might be coming. And I asked my husband who's not big on social media. He's a cop. So he's not the biggest guy in social media, but it's very supportive of what I do. Um, and you know, it's interesting what he said to me. And I thought this is something that I want people that are starting maybe on social media or they want it, they want growth or whatever. Um, you really have to be careful with, jumping on board with every company that wants you to take along with them. Yes. So, yes. So I think part of why I feel I have a good reputation of being real is I have not done that. Uh I have not, you know, I, yes, I was an ambassador for, um, complete nutrition, a local company in town because they were, they were good friends. So, but I was very careful with how, how silly you become. Yeah. It is, it is, it, it can be a turnoff. Yeah. Yes. People come to you for help. I get it. So I do want, I do make connections around my town for like, you want good protein. I'm going to send you to this guy. Cause he's legit. He knows what he's talking about, but to put my name around a product, I'm very careful. Mm-hmm. So I have said, I would love to be an ambassador for different clothing and products, but I will make sure that it aligns itself with what I believe in and that that company knows that I am, I will sell it how I sell it, but I'm not going to flood my social media with that because I want people to continue to trust me Mm -hmm. and want people to know I'm authentic and good. And I don't want 
to be tag along with any product that I'm not 100% on board and I'm not going to make my social media become that. I don't want people to be afraid to come to me because they know I'm going to turn around and sell them the latest protein powder. Like right. I'm just very, very careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it always sounds good and it's such a compliment when companies reach out to you, but I'm, I'm very upfront and honest with how and if I will help sell a product. Right on. I agree so with you there. Yeah. And I, so I feel, I feel like as, as much as I've been tempted and, and, you know, it, it always sounds good of how much money you can make. And this, I, I'm just, it's, it's, I do a lot of research and I just make sure everything that I stand for and everything that I'm going to try to um, help people in their journeys, whether it's a product or whatever, that, that I can stand behind it. And I'm not going to have people feel like I'm just selling them stuff. Right. You want to make I'm sure selling it because I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want to make sure always that you align with what the original vision is mm-hmm. for your consumer base. Why are they coming to your page? What keeps them coming back to yeah. your page? And you don't want to throw too many curveballs at them that they're like, Correct. wait a minute, this took a shift from the carryout that I fell in love with. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. you want to stay true to what that is. So Carrie, mm-hmm. tell me in your opinion, in your professional opinion what is the future of business with social media the future of business um my opinion you know we keep when when facebook and instagram and everything started hitting businesses were like free advertising Mm -hmm. if you could jump on board and do it right it was this free advertising it's getting a little tougher now right it's getting tougher to be seen it is getting tougher to be heard um I, I feel like if businesses can keep it clean, yeah, right, that it's it's going to continue to to be successful for businesses. So people are going to stop reading emails. They're going to stop um, flyers. I mean, where does your mail go? It sits on the table. So Facebook is the first place I go when I'm looking at a business. It's not their website much anymore. It's it's Facebook. How active are they? What are they doing? What are their customers saying? So. It's going to take this weird shift. That's why businesses just have to be very careful with what they put out there because it doesn't go away. And I think that's where people are getting their fast, quick information is social media channels. Right. Even how people are being hired for jobs. Oh, my You know, gosh. it's not even looking at Girl, your resume yes. anymore. They're going nope. straight to your social media. I do. Right? I do. That's where I'm getting my info. Absolutely. And that's what's hard, too, with businesses. You know, you manage... I manage 50 instructors. They're very part-time. It's not like I have control over their social media channels. So it's like, oh, we have to rewrite our policies a little bit because there has to be some, some sort of policy and rules around what people who are representing Western Racket are doing on their Facebook page because people nowadays are very sensitive yeah. and there's a lot going on. So what can I have my instructors say in class right on their Facebook pages without being like, we control your Facebook page because we don't. So it's like, I want you to be friends with our members, but then where are the guidelines and rules to protect our business? So we're kind of working on that as a business right now too. Cause like I said, we are a family owned facility that grew very fast Mm -hmm. because we can make a lot of our own rules, but now that we've grown and grown and grown, it's like, Ooh, we need to be legit. Now we got to have stuff in writing. We have to find policies, you know, so it's been an interesting ride here. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, what is something that you can encourage young or new professionals to do right off the bat when dealing with social media? 
Um, I think this is a perfect question because it kind of ties everything in that you and I have been saying the whole time is be careful what you write. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. Walk away. Because, again, I'm going to say it. Like, I think young professionals, are, they think that stuff just disappears. Like, they go on emotions. They write. They post. That, that sticks. Right. And like you said, when I hire instructors, I am going to their social media pages. I want to see what they're about. I want to see what they preach. I want to see what my members are going to see. Right. What, you know, are they going to come to a class of an instructor that their Facebook page is full of hate or full of sadness or full of, you know, um, they want to be motivated. Right. You know, that's the same thing with coming to a class. Like our members love us, but they want a good workout. They don't want to come to a class and the instructor's like, Ugh, I've had the worst day. I don't feel good. I don't want to be here. Like to a point, they don't care. Like right. right away, you just took their energy away. So if they go to my instructor's page, it's the same thing. It's like, I don't want to go to that class. Right. So it really is just think before you write, mm-hmm. think before you comment, you know, if, if you really want this, this job to excel and you want to be in this fitness industry, we are here to motivate. We are here to, to, have a good image. We, mm-hmm. we are, we're not perfect, but what you want to do for others is how you're going to put yourself out there. Right. And because our members follow us on our personal accounts and everything, they see if you've had a delayed flight or you got stuck in traffic. Yes. And that's a good way of us communicating quickly to, to our oh, members yeah. of, Hey, stuck in traffic class will be starting 10 minutes late, something exactly. like that. But also because, like I just said, our members are following our pages and know absolutely everything that's going on in our life if we post it. When they come into your room or your studio, that's the first thing that they're going to ask you. Oh, Carrie, I saw that fill in the blank. You know, it's things like that. So you just want to make sure that it's something that you do want to want to be a conversational piece or you do want people to follow up on you with, you know. But also, as you were saying, once you put it out there, it's out there. So although earlier I kind of made light of I can delete a negative thing Mm -hmm. off of my page, but how quickly can a person screenshot that before you hit delete? And no matter how many privacy settings you put on your page, it's still out there and it's going to be shared. Okay. Agreed. So just, Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's a learning thing. We've got to be patient with ourselves. I do understand that because I wish people will give me the same latitude of being patient with me. If I post something that happens to offend them, hopefully also because I'm living in my truth and my light, what is being put on my page, people are, like you said, like I said, they're your tribe. They support you. And they know, Mm -hmm. even though they may side eye of "Mm, why'd she say that they know, well, we know, (laughs) we know her intent. We know her heart. So that's not what she meant. And they would defend you with that. Yeah. So Carrie, getting fierce on the mic. We always want to bring quality services to our listeners. And I really thank you for your credibility and what you've shared with us. But our podcast is also about fun. So if you will, yep. last question that I have for you. <laughs> tell, okay. <laughs> okay. Tell us one embarrassing error that you've made on social media. Oh, boy. And make it juicy, <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> I don't know if I've, let me think, let me think. Mm. I know it's tough. I, you know, you know, the only thing, and this isn't this, okay. This isn't too embarrassing yet, but this is how it can get very okay. embarrassing. So I manage 
a few different accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. One is my naked cats. What? <laughs> one is Rock City Boxing. One is Western. One is myself. Okay. Right. So here's four. So you get kind of lost as you're maybe going on and you start watching people's stories. I am very good at forgetting whose account I'm on. Yes. So there has been numerous times I've been on Western's account and I get, you get lost, right? You keep watching people's (laughs) stories and it's one after another. And then all of a sudden there's something that they write and you decide to, you know, F-bomb it back. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, and that came from Western. And then I have to come back like, it's me. Just kidding. So, so much for being like the secret behind who's running what accounts. So yeah, there's been, you know, and I think one time I posted a picture of my hairless cats on Western's page and I quickly deleted it. But the amount of people that saw it and texted me like, were you supposed to put this on Western's page? I'm like, well, of course not. What I didn't realize was Instagram connected to Facebook. It went on Facebook and I didn't delete that one. So I'm like, oh, crap. Go on Facebook. Now, of course, that's not too embarrassing. It's kind of yeah. funny, but it could have right, been. Right. It was just naked cats, not naked Cario. But let me just tell you that. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is where you just have to really pay attention on whose account mm-hmm. you're on. So nothing too extreme, but you know where I'm going I with do. that, where it can't get kind of like, ooh, that was from Western's page. Whoops. But I love how our followers have our back in the sense of if I have a typo yeah. or spelling error, always, like, ooh, yes. girl, listen. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and they're so. And they're so nice about it. They'll be like, did you mean to put, put your naked cats on? No, of course I didn't mean to. I'm like, how fast are you? I deleted it within two seconds, not realizing it's been on Facebook now. I'm like, you guys, it was on for two seconds. Give me like, a break. And it's like, oh my so gosh. Fast. That's, but it was on Facebook. I'm like, oh, crap. All right. Well, let me go delete that. Man. Good thing they're cute. Yeah, especially so. with having all of our accounts tied to each other. So if you share immediately mm-hmm. from one to the other, ah, uh, yeah, that gets a little crazy. But Carrie, I yeah. won't keep you much longer. You've given us quality information, and I really appreciate good. you for all that you do in the industry. You're you're making us all look good, Carrie. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited for your podcast. Thank you. This is going to be phenomenal. Thank you so, so much. But Carrie, tell us, yes. how can we, since we're talking about social media, how can we stay yeah. connected with you? How can you stay connected with me? So I am um, Instagram. I'm under Cario Fitness, K-A-R-I-O-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. So Cario Fitness, that is my page of a little bit of personal, a lot of fitness. I also have a page I just created less than a year ago that I share different ways to be creative in your group fitness classes. Yeah, it's called creative fitness programming, creative fitness programming, all one word. So check that on an Instagram. Um, most of my ideas and everything come through Instagram. That's where I share the most. I do have a YouTube page. That's also Cario mm-hmm. Fitness. Facebook, I just stick with with who I am. I don't do much with fitness on there, but I'll pop in on a lot of Facebook groups and pages. So contact me if you want any information on I'm really into the creative fitness programming. So if you are looking to amp up your classes, different ideas, are they becoming stale? Reach out to me. That's where I really love to help. And that's where, you know, we talked about when you get recognized, are you Cario Fitness? Of course that feels good, 
But what I love to hear is you plan my tier X yes. classes. I go to you. I go to you when I need. Like mm-hmm. that's why I put things out there. I never put things out there. Look at me. Right. It is like, how can I help you get your classes to where you want them to be? How can I change it up so you're, you can start having fun? Did you lose your mojo? Like that's what I want to do for the industry. So those are the two main pages on Instagram. Um, and then I run our rock steady boxing, Western racket. And then if you really love my hairless cats, they also have a page. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, they have their own page too, because otherwise my karyo fitness would be all hairless cats and I may lose a couple people. Like I'm here to follow some fitness stuff. Get these hairless things off of here. Righteous. I love yeah. it. Thank you so much, Carrie, for your time and sure. effort. Best of luck on everything with your fitness journey. And I hope we, we get to you. stay in touch. I hope to see you soon. Oh, for sure. Next up, we sit down with Mariah Seacrest Comer. Mariah is the owner of WealthyBoss.com and the wellness program manager for Savannah Wellness Resort. A certified personal trainer, yoga instructor, Pilates instructor, and master trainer for Bar Above and Balatone. Mariah built her business while working a full-time career in business development. Knowing firsthand how challenging it is to maintain healthy habits while juggling career and family, she also credits her love of health and fitness with giving her the energy needed to keep all the trains running. She's dedicated to providing ambitious world changers with systematic, practical habits that will give them more energy for their ambitions. Today, Mariah will share with us how she utilizes YouTube and Pinterest to grow her online fitness business. All right. Hey, Mariah, how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Arn? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for joining me this crazy week. <laughs> it is week before the holidays when we're recording this. Why right, right. <laughs> but um, well, thank you so much. We're so excited to have you. I just shared um, with our listeners, your kind of like standard bio. Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background. Um, and just what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Well, probably like most of your listeners, my my background and my story has evolved as I've gone, <laughs> which I'm sure some people can relate to. Um, you know, really, I kind of came into fitness and wellness through kind of through the side door. Um, I studied philosophy and religion, like something completely different in oh, wow. college. I ended up um, actually having a little bit of a um, career as a musician for a while. And then I kind of just fell into fitness. You know, personally, I started practicing yoga and working out when I was about, oh, maybe 21 or so. And at the time I was finishing up my degree, I just loved how it made me feel when I was like so much in my head all the time. It was just so good to kind of be in your body and just kind of press that reset button that I just, you know, personally fell in love with my my fitness practice and my yoga practice. And after getting married to someone who's also extremely healthy, that always helps. Yes. <laughs> um, I ended up just kind of getting my personal trainer certificate and yoga certificate kind of on the side as I was working full-time in business development. Um, But it just was a passion that grew. I spent some time working for the American Cancer Society. And although I was in the business side of things, I was helping them raise money, I was struck more and more with this fact that like 
people need to know how to take care of their bodies. We know that there's so much more we could do to keep ourselves healthy longer and free of disease. I mean, for example, cancer alone, we've dictated that two-thirds of cancer deaths could be eliminated just through lifestyle choices. Wow. Amazing, right? Yes. And yet, and yet it's becoming harder and harder with this crazy lifestyle that everyone has these days right. to do those things. So it just grew into more and more of a passion. I kept getting more certificates, ended up launching uh, my own online wellness company while I was still working full-time. And then I made the leap into full-time fitness management a few years ago as I um, had the opportunity to manage some Club Pilates studio franchises. That's how kind of roundabout, I was able to meet you in the Bar Above world. Yes. Club Pilates and Bar Above have that connection. Um, became a master trainer for Bar Above, which I loved. And then I'm now um, super excited to also be working um, on behalf of a new wellness resort concept, Savannah, um, Savannah Wellness Resort. So I'm also kind of helping launch their, their whole wellness department and uh, just it's so much fun. So I can't, so can't believe I've fallen into this world. I'm, I'm so grateful every day that I get to do what I love. Well, we are grateful to have you in this world. You are such a huge um, benefit to those around you. And I can speak personally for Bar Above. We are just so blessed to have you oh, on our team. Thank you. Um, but so I want to talk to you. This episode is all about social media. And you kind of touched on the fact that you have an online wellness business, Um, but you do something that I, or you do two things that I am not super well versed in. And that is YouTube and Pinterest. You do such a great job on both of those platforms. (laughs) I was wondering if you could just tell us how you leverage those two platforms, particularly to grow your wellness business. Absolutely. And I think one like important distinction to kind of point out, because there's a million social platforms out there, sure. right? And yes. it can be easy to kind of feel pressured, like, oh, I need to be on everything. So I right. think like for me, the concept that I was kind of looking at, I knew that everything that I offer both to the end consumer as well as to like other fitness professionals, I knew that everything with the exception of the bar above trainings that I do could be accessed digitally. So that meant that I wanted to cast a wide net. Didn't matter where people lived. It didn't matter that they were, you know, in the same town as me. Um, so with that being kind of in the back of my mind of kind of knowing what my business model generally was, is that I could connect and deliver products and services to people online. That kind of went into my thinking when I decided what social media platforms to kind of put the most emphasis on. And of course, that always changes over time. So because of that, you know, Pinterest and YouTube are both uh, what we kind of think of as search-driven platforms. Yeah. And that's and kind of an important distinction, which you may not like right off the bat think about. So let me kind of share a little bit about what that Please. means. Absolutely. So think about what you do just as, you know, what it could have nothing to do with fitness. But if you are going onto Pinterest or YouTube, you typically have like a certain goal in mind. Like maybe you want to come up with that perfect vegan holiday recipe, right? That right. please everyone, you know, the, the 12 different dietary restrictions that you're trying to <laughs> post over, you know, the holidays. You go, you don't typically, as the as a consumer, you're not going to pop into Pinterest and just see what you see. You may, of course, you may browse YouTube. Most of us are too busy these days. Right. We have a certain goal in mind when we go, um, when we go in. 
that's not necessarily the case for more feed-driven platforms like, say, Instagram or Facebook. Those kind of emphasize more kind of social relationships. And that still may mean that you like follow an influencer. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know that person one-on-one. But you're really kind of more following the person um, or the company or the platform um, through like an, a feed-driven approach. So you're not necessarily when you log into Instagram saying, okay, I'm hoping to learn, you know, a new ab routine that I can do for my pregnant client, right? You're going in to kind of be entertained, kind of see what you see, which is awesome for, you know, developing a little bit deeper engagement. There's those platforms are so rich for interaction. So they absolutely have their place for me just because I couldn't do all the things all the time. Um, I decided to focus a little bit more the past couple of years on the the search driven, because that's going to help me get in front of new people. So what I mean by that is when people go onto YouTube or Pinterest, they don't necessarily already know about me. What they're doing is they're going in and they're typing in a certain search term in Pinterest or in YouTube. So maybe it's, you know, I want, you know, 15 minute, no equipment bar workout for beginners. And if I have that type of workout on YouTube my workout video is going to come to the top of the feed. Well, <laughs> maybe it's going to come to the top, which right. is a whole different. Right, right, right. But it's, it has the potential to be seen by someone who's never heard of me, who's never interacted with me. And then, of course, hopefully once they've you know, taken the workout, then they want to subscribe and, and sign up for my email list and, and stay uh, up to date with any paid programs that I put out. So I have found much more growth because of that personally through YouTube and and Pinterest because they're kind of search driven. So as long as I'm getting kind of smart about how I enter in my keywords and how I plan my content to make sure that I have kind of a shot at ranking, then I know that I'm going to get in front of new people that I wouldn't necessarily be able to um, access or get in front of as quickly or as easily as I would on more of a feed-driven platform. The other thing that I absolutely love about feed-driven, I'm sorry, about um, search-driven platforms is that you really get to continue to reap the rewards for the work you do like weeks ago or months ago as opposed to like literally what you did that hour. Thank you. Right. Stories. <laughs> no, it's such a good, it's such a good point that content keeps generating views as long as people are searching for it. That's wonder. That's a good point. I'll give you a good example. Like literally right before we, I was about to jump onto this interview. I checked my, my messages and I had a little YouTube alert that I just got a new comment holiday routine workout video for um, like holiday travel, like for plane rides. I done a whole yoga routine on how to like unwind from your plane rides. I filmed that last year. I posted that last year. I have not had to do a single thing uh, in the past 12 months. And yet I'm getting new people now that it's the holidays again at the time of this recording are looking for that. And so I'm not necessarily having to put new content out all the time, although you still want to be consistent, but I'm continuing to gain exposure through the work that I did in the past, which is kind of lazy and I kind of love that. <laughs> yes. No, we call that efficient. Mariah. Thank you. That's efficient. <laughs> that's, that's a nicer way to look at it. <laughs> yes. So efficient. Well, that is, that is such good information and so 
so, so many people just think of social media as I think we think of YouTube and Pinterest, mm-hmm. but it can be either overwhelming or we think that if we don't have, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers or 20,000 likes on our Facebook page that we're not reaching people and something that I've been really trying to focus on and then communicate to others, which I feel like you're doing such a great job with your YouTube feed and your Pinterest is it's not necessarily about how many followers you have. It's about communicating with the people that need and want the information that you are sharing. So if someone is searching for that information, they obviously need and want it, right? That's a huge, uh, hugely important point that you bring up. Follower count when it comes to Pinterest and YouTube is actually not that important. What was far more important is the number of um, views or engagements. Obviously, there's a few different metrics that you look at, but the subscriber count in, or follower count for Pinterest means almost nothing, right? So that's, that's right. a good thing, right? Yeah. So could you share what are some of your goals for your social media platform or for your YouTube and your Pinterest? Like when you're putting stuff out there, what are you doing it for subscribers? Are you using it for your at online personal training clients? Like what, what are your goals when you're doing that? Great question. Because I think that's another thing. It's like as fitness professionals, okay, we know we need to be building our own brand. We know we need to be putting content out there and building but then, like, what is the next step? Is it just right. to get a lot of views? Like, what do those like? Views don't put money in my pocket, right? Unless right. I'm looking yes. at, <laughs> unless I'm looking at maybe some ad revenue, which is just a not really a business strategy in and of itself. Um, so my goal up until now has always been to send people to um, a freebie on my website so that they can okay. sign up for my email list. So that's always kind of been my go-to. I have oh. Lordy, I've probably created maybe, you know, 20 different um, opt-ins. And I always call them an opt-in or a freemium. Something that's like a little richer in value that they have to give their email address for in exchange for me sending it to them through their email. Then they're on my email list. Once they're on my email list, they're going to get that regular communication from me so that when I do release a premium program or um, product that they have access to that, they're already in the process of receiving that from me. And an email address is something that you have control. Like right. social media, you know, the algorithms, you're, just because you put something out there doesn't mean that your followers are even going to see it, even when they've self-selected. So you know an email is going to get to them. Now, whether they choose or to open it up or not is, is another Right. <laughs> and then I am just now in the process, in the very beginning stages, of actually starting to experiment, just as I've understood the market a little bit better and how online marketing has evolved and grown. Because people are getting a little bit more wary these days of giving out their email address for a freebie. There's some market research that kind of indicates that sometimes it's it's a little bit more okay than we used to kind of think of, of in the online marketing world to sell directly through social media. Now, huge caveat with that, I, we're always wanting to make sure that we honor kind of at least like that what I we've talked about, Laura, and I know in, right. in other situations is like the 80-20 rule, like give value, give value, give value, give value, and then a little bit of promotion, you've earned the right to be heard. That being said, these days, because the consumer is becoming a little bit more wary about giving their email address, um, kind of some of my coaches that I follow have indicated that in this day and age, as it's like 
as of the time of this recording, it's not a bad idea to throw out kind of some of your baby offers, kind of maybe your smaller gateway offers that are not a huge dollar amount and go ahead and kind of promote that directly on social media and in exchange for their email address. It's almost like you're just providing so much value that you're charging a little bit for it and then they're going to get on your email list. So I, that being said, I'm, I'm just now starting to kind of toy with the idea of doing little mini commercials for some of my paid products that I follow up, say, for the end of a workout video. You know, I, I do like full-length workout videos on YouTube. Right. So, so we've done the workout. They loved it. And then I say, okay, if you're ready to take your fitness to the next level, here's a little bit of information about my boss body system. This workout is sponsored by – so almost treating it like a commercial or a sponsor a sponsorship. It just happens to be my own product that is yeah. sponsoring the free content that I'm providing. So interesting. And it's so – it's so neat, but then it's also, you know, as a fitness entrepreneur and a small business owner can be frustrating and scary, like how quickly the industry changes, right? I feel <laughs> like I just get good at something and then we got to do it a different way. I so agree, right? <laughs> We're always going to be learning, right? Our brains yes. are always growing. Um, but that's what we do in fitness too. Right. Otherwise, we'd, we'd still be saying no pain, no gain, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> we'd still be doing arm Our work. circles. Exactly. Thigh master the whole day yes yes well so that sounds like a lot of work mariah i mean full (laughs) workout videos and ads and your website is beautiful thank Um, you we'll make sure when we share this post we share your website so people can find you um because i think you do you just have a fabulous presence so do you do all of that yourself or do you get help and how do you get help and what do you get help with I'm a big believer in getting help as as soon as you are able to, sometimes even a little bit, <laughs> taking a little bit of a, a leap of faith or right. maybe a risk in getting the help you need. Because obviously we're always balancing as as kind of fitpreneurs, this, this term that I love um, yes. kind of coming into like the vernacular now. We are always having to balance, okay, what's making, you know, money right now versus what is an, in, you know, an investment for, you know, three months down the road, six months, two years, five years down the road. So I get, you know, we have to teach classes now. We have to, you know, some of us are working in, in management jobs where we, we have to kind of balance that with creating kind of a little bit more front-loaded work for a bigger payoff down the road. So I get that. Um, but that is, to me, even more of a reason why you need to get help, even in the early stages of your business. So for me, that means I have a virtual assistant. I've used virtual assistants really for a few years now. Um, I personally, and this could probably be a whole other podcast episode, um, but I personally love outsourcing my um, a lot of my administrative work through the Philippines. Um, so I use an amazing kind of like a recruiting site for Filipino virtual assistants and other kind of online types of work. So they, they can be more specific to like if you need specifically a video editor or someone right. like social media, right? So I have kind of a generalist that I've hired. Um, so she, the current one that I use, she's been with me for almost a year now. Oh, wow. And yeah. And the, I mean, she's just amazing. So, um, I've worked with a couple of different Filipino virtual assistants. What I love about that is because, you know, I'm a fledgling business. I still, you know, I, I still have a day job as well. Um, because of that, I, I'm able to afford help sooner than I would if I were only limited to, like, help within the U.S. Um, you know, the cost of living in the Philippines is so, so much different than a full-time. I don't, I don't personally, personally right now work, work with, with a 
full-time person. Uh, but even a full-time, like a full-time assistant in the Philippines might, might run you like 500 a month, right? Wow. Yeah. Just because the cost of living is so different and you're able to do so much like remotely and digitally. So for, for myself, I have anything that can be replicated, that can be, I can do a screen flow video and show someone how to do it for me. Um, we share passwords. I actually have a password management tool that I use where she can just log in and then safely um, access all of my passwords without like being worried about sharing them back and forth in email or you know, our email accounts getting hacked or anything. So she can just kind of safely log in as though she's me into all of my different platforms. So for example, um, I've, ta- I've gotten to the point where I actually have her do my video editing. Um, and she's not a, like necessarily a video editor. I just kind of showed her how I did it. Right. Um, created some screen flows. So kind of the process for that is like today I filmed. So I did my filming bits. Um, and then I, I didn't get everything in one take because – you know, that's, that's, that never happens. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, for different reasons, I pre-record my audio separately. And so I pull those things together. I upload them to Dropbox. I have a little content calendar on Trello, which is a platform, like a task management platform that she also has access to. We have like a team account where she can log in and see, okay, you know, this week it's going to be a one-hour cardio bar. And next week is going to be, you know, a guided meditation so she has access to all that, including all the keywords that I want to be used in YouTube, you know, the exact description that I'd like. And then she can go in. I'm going to upload all of those files to Dropbox, which she has shared access to. She then takes them, edits them. She adds the music to them. She adds a little uh, logo intro that we always use, which again, all of those files that she has are just available in like a cloud service like Dropbox. Um, from there, she's going to pull a screenshot from my uh, from my actual workout video, upload that into Canva, use that as like a YouTube thumbnail. She'll turn that into an Instagram thumbnail. Um, she's actually going to upload it to YouTube for me. Now, I pre-write the email. So anything that requires like my brand voice or my content, right. obviously, I'm going to do that. So I write the email. But then she, you know, I... I save it as a draft. As soon as the video is published, she's going to drop that hyperlink into my MailChimp draft, send it out for me. That way I can really kind of batch things in advance. I'm not like glued to doing everything in real time, which is super important when you're doing other things in your business or for work as well. So that's, that's a game changer for me for sure. Yeah. That sounds extremely efficient once you get it all up and going. Yes. It's worth that initial investment of figuring out, okay, how can I teach someone how to do this? And how right. can I share, you know, the, the nitty gritty. And then once you get into that routine, it's just like clockwork. And that is such a gift. <laughs> yes. 100%. Now, how did you find your assistant? Is it like a service or a website? Yes. Or- yeah. And I'm happy to share that as well. I've had such good luck using the, the recruiting site onlinejobs.ph and I can make sure you guys have a link to um, that as well if you do any okay. type of show notes. So it's a recruiting site. You can you can pay monthly, but honestly, every time I've ever used it, I've only really needed to pay one month because then I, I find my person and then, I, <laughs> then I'm good. Right. Um, so you just pay, a, it's a really small fee. I think it's like $40 and then you can do it a couple ways. You can post a job um, almost just like a, like a, 
indeed.com. Yeah. Of course, limited to to that pool. Or you could also search for the skill sets that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for, and you can search for multiple skill sets, you know, someone who has, um, you know, work experience working with, you know, Hootsuite or with Canva or different platforms, or maybe you want them to be proficient in video editing, or maybe their English skills are top notch are really important because you're going to have them responding to emails and helping with customer service, right? So you can either search or you can do post a job. Of course, you can do both. Um, And then from there, I just kind of drilled down, asked some some further questions. Um, This last go around, I actually had a little assignment that I asked anyone to do if they were interested in kind of creating like a little introduction video, because then I could also kind of see where their video editing skills were. Um, And yeah, I've had great, great luck with them. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And then just to wrap it up here for anyone that is kind of just getting started in the online fitness world or, or trying to create yeah. a presence online, um, whether yeah. that is YouTube or Pinterest or Instagram, do you have any kind of advice or something that you wish you would have known in the beginning that you could share with our audience? Yes. I think one of the biggest things, like you kind of have to weigh that concept of, okay, I'm, I'm working towards the future. Gotta be patient. This is like a slow, a slow, steady burn, but also be intelligent about the types of content that you're putting out. If it's not resonating with people and building and growing, it may be amazing content, but it may just not be the exact type of thing that your um, audience is looking for. So don't be afraid to kind of tweak and tweak and pivot until you land on the right thing. So like as a personal example, I spent a little bit too long just kind of putting content out there that I, that I didn't really do any research around to see if people were looking for it. Like I thought it was good and I still think it's good. I, I stand behind it. But once I started putting, for example, moving away just for me, the way it worked out is I, I had done kind of more kind of health coaching and kind of like lifestyle, healthy habits, content. And you know, it was generating a little bit of interest. My numbers weren't growing all that much, the significant numbers anyway. But when I started putting out like the full length workout videos, and I'm not saying that's what one person should do versus the other. Right. But when I experimented and started putting out different types of content, then I saw those numbers were growing much faster. So Although it's true that it's going to take some time, you do want to kind of see that steady growth. If you're not seeing kind of steady growth in your numbers over a, you know, three, six month period, then it might be time to just start to experiment with a slightly different take on your content. Maybe it's, maybe it's a different delivery. Maybe you've been doing, you know, blog posts and people want podcast episodes, or maybe it's the nature of the content itself. Um, So don't be afraid to just kind of experiment and it doesn't mean that any work that you did in the past is is for not. You're always going to learn from those experiences and take them with you. So don't be afraid to pivot. As long as you are seeing the steady growth, though, then you know you're on to something good. Yes. Well, thank you. That's, that's such good advice. And I think it's important. I mean, we have these great tools. Most of the online platforms or most of the social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, they give you such great analytics these days you can see yes which posts are doing the best and and I feel like what you said is you thought it was great content and it is and I think <laughs> so often I go into Instagram is is where I spend a lot of time and I look and I'm always kind of shocked like the things that I spend a lot of time on and I think okay these yeah. are really good like I write out my script all that stuff yeah do okay 
But then, you know, I <laughs> when I pop a camera up and film a couple songs in my balatone class to share that choreography, you know, that's what does the best. So you just have to, you really have to be agree. in yep. tune to what your participants are, or what your followers or um, your friends on social media right. are really looking for. So that's, that's great advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you so much, course. Mariah. And um, we appreciate your time you. and learned a lot from you. I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to watch this podcast grow. I know if uh, you and Kia have your name on it, it's going to do amazing things. Well, thank you so much. What great insight from both Carrie and Mariah. Now let's hear from our very own Fit and Fierce on the Mic co-host, Lauren George of Lauren George Fitness, as she shares five quick and dirty Instagram tips. Take it away, Lauren. Thanks, Kia. What awesome interviews with Carrie and Mariah. We're so lucky to be able to learn from some of the best in the business. To wrap up today's episode, I'm going to share with you five quick and dirty and hopefully very easy to implement Instagram tips to grow your reach and communicate better with your followers. Number one, be consistent. People use Instagram as a resource, and if you're only posting every once in a while, then they won't be as likely to come back and visit your page when they're needing inspiration. So there are a couple of Instagrammers or people that actually I've had the opportunity to become friends with now that I know post awesome content. And whenever I am maybe in a choreography rut or I'm looking for a new recipe or a new exercise, I specifically search out their page because I know they consistently post great content. So if you're consistent, your followers and hopefully then your friends will know they can always count on you to have awesome content. Number two, follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of your posts should be inspirational, helpful, or kind of have a how-to or be sharing pertinent information, and only 20% should be salesy. So for example, on my personal page, I post a ton of choreography and emotional motivational quotes and hopefully some motivation or inspiration, or at least we can feel each other's pain for other mompreneurs. 80% of the time, that's what you're going to find on my page. 20% of the time, I may share my upcoming workshops or links to my online musicality CEU course, but I try to make sure that the majority of my content is helpful to my followers. And then if they're interested, I share with them other services that I offer for a cost. So follow the 80-20 rule. Number three, your actual Instagram page should remain on brand. So you want to post on your actual squares, things that are visually appealing, maybe curated, have the same color scheme, the same font. Those posts take a little bit more time and they always follow or they always stay on brand. So they're always about what your page is about. So again, as an example on my page, pretty much everything that I post on my actual Instagram page is on brand. So it's either about fitness or being a mom or nutrition, things like that. I allow my Instagram stories to be less curated and more kind of about my everyday 
day-to-day life. So that way people can get to know you a little bit better. So you want your actual Instagram page to stay on brand and your stories are a way for people to get to know you better. So they can be a little bit less curated, a lot more raw and kind of just follow your every day-to-day pattern and life. Tip number four, batch content whenever possible. So if you're trying to always be consistent and post really valuable content, it gets really exhausting to film choreography videos or tips and tricks um, or post a pretty curated picture or a pretty curated technique tip every single day. So whenever I can, I try to batch content. So maybe I go to the studio and I will totally admit to doing multiple outfit changes at one time and I'll film five to 10 different short choreography clips that then I will use over the next two to three weeks. So that way I'm not having to drag out my camera and get out all the equipment and make sure the studio studio is clean and the studio is empty. Um, So whenever you can batch content, it will really help save your sanity and help you to be more consistent. Final tip, tip number five, invest in a little tech help. I know we all love free apps and free widgets and gadgets and things like that, but sometimes you get what you pay for. And two apps that I pay for monthly that I think are more than worth what I pay are the Lightroom app. The the first one is the Lightroom app, and that's what I use to edit all of my pictures. I really like for my Instagram page to have kind of a similar hue when you look at it, so all of my pictures have a similar lighting effect, and I use use the Lightroom app, which is actually an Adobe product, to make that possible. I think it's about $4.99 a month, but if you already have an Adobe subscription, you can even get it for free or not for free. It's already part of the package that you pay for, but it is so, so worth it. And as a mom, I love how it makes the pictures of my kids look. So it's worth it from that standpoint as well, because hardly ever do I drag out my big professional camera. So the Lightroom app is a lifesaver. And second, the Canva app, so C-A-N-V-A, is what I use to create all of the graphics that you see on my Instagram page and also on my studio's Instagram page. I also use it for flyers and Instagram stories and Facebook banners. Pretty much anything that you would think a graphic designer would make not to the same standards as they do. I don't mean to diss anyone who actually has a degree in graphic design. You can do way cooler things than me, but I like to pretend I'm good at graphic design by using the Canva app. Now that is $12.99 a month, but they also have a desktop version. So I pump out tons of flyers and graphics for our studio and for my personal Instagram page. And when I send out flyers to my newsletter and things like that through Canva. So if you run a small either online or in-person fitness business, Canva will be your absolute best friend. So those are my five quick and dirty Instagram tips. I hope they are easy for you to implement. And if you have any questions, you always know that you can find us on Instagram at fit and fierce on the mic. Shoot us a direct message with any of your questions or any topics that you may want us to cover in the future. And thank you guys for joining us for our second episode. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like it, share it and review it. It helps other fitness professionals find the show. 
And be sure to follow us on social media at Fit and Fierce on the Mic so you don't miss a beat. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much.